Hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. And welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today we look at Stealing Fire, how Silicon Valley, the Navy SEALs, and Maverick scientists are revolutionizing the way we live and work by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. Military officers going on month-long meditation retreats, Wall Street traders zapping their brains with electrodes, trial lawyers stacking off prescription pharmaceuticals, famous tech founders visiting transformational festivals, and teams of engineers microdosing with psychedelics. In other words, everywhere someone is trying to steal the kaikion. Oxford professor in neuropsychology Molly Crockett, practicing meditation, being in flow, or taking psychedelic drugs rely on shared neural substrates. What many of these routes have in common is the activation of the serotonin system. But it is not only the serotonin that makes up the foundation of those collaborative experiences. In those states, all of the neurochemicals that can arise, serotonin, dopamine, neuropinephrine, endorphins, anedamide, and oxycotin, play roles in social binding. Norepinephrine and dopamine typically underpin romantic love. Endorphins and oxycotin link mother to child and friend to friend. Anedamide and serotonin deepen feeling of trust, openness, and intimacy. When a combination of these chemicals flow through groups at once, you get tighter bonds and higher corporations. The folks that already sit in meditation understand the benefits. It is the ones that are too busy and too stressed to slow down and actually need it the most that are hardest to reach. Given that seven of the top 20 most visited sites on web are porn sites, and that nearly 33% of all internet searches are terms related to sex, it is safe to say that we are sinking a ton of time and money into digital voyeurism. Unlike analog sex, viewing porn has no evolutionary payoff. So why do so many do it so often? Because for a brief moment, and it really is a brief moment, an average Pornhub visit clocks at seven and a half minutes, we lose ourselves in a state of physiological arousal and neurochemical saturation. To put it bluntly, we watch porn to get high, not to get late. When we check our email or Facebook or Twitter, and sometimes we find a response, and sometimes we don't. The next time a friend connects Sapolsky discovered, we enjoy a 400% spike in dopamine. This can become distractive to the point of addicting, which researchers called the phenomenological reporting. We find four signature characteristics underneath. Selflessness, timelessness, 
effortlessness and richness or steer for short in these states we are no longer trapped by our neurotic selves because the prefrontal cortex the very part of the brain generating that self is no longer open for business scientists call this shutdown transient hypofrontality transient means temporary hypo the opposite of hyper means less than normal and frontality the prefrontal cortex the part of our brain that generates our sense of self during transient hypofrontality because large swatches of the prefrontal cortex turn off that inner critic comes offline what this means is that the self is more about movement through different forms of consciousness than about defending and identifying with any one of those forms by stepping outside of ourselves we gain perspective we become objectively aware of our costumes rather than subjectively fused with them we realize we can take them off discard those that are worn out or no longer fit or even create new ones that is the paradox of selflessness by periodically losing our minds we stand a better chance of finding ourselves sense of effortlessness can propel us past the limit of our normal motivation and we're beginning to understand where this added drive comes from in flow and in most of the states we're examining six powerful neurotransmitters norepinephrine dopamine endorphins serotonin andenamide and oxycodone come online in various sequences and in various concentrations they are all pleasure chemicals in fact they're the six most pleasurable chemicals the brain can produce and these states are one of the only times we get access to many of them at once that's the biological underpinning of effortlessness I did it it felt awesome I'd like to do it again as soon as possible so unlike the slog of our to-do lists once we experience and start producing these neurochemicals we don't need a calendar reminder or an accountability coach to keep sure we are doing it the intrinsically rewarding nature of the experience compels us first creativity is essential for solving complex problems the kinds we often face in a fast-paced world second we have very little success training people to be more creative there's a pretty simple explanation for this failure we're trying to train a skill but we really need to train as a state of mind and optimally tuned market economy needs alert employees who work as hard as possible for as long as possible so dedicated timeouts for stimulant consumption that is the coffee break and these days the cigarette break are institutionally sanctioned and socially reinforced which is where the cocktails come in without the soothing effects of alcohol the cigarette and coffee workforce would become jittery wrecks within a fortnight add in some booze from time to time and you've got a finely tuned cycle of stimulation focus decompression that dovetails with broader economic goals our facial expressions are hardwired into our emotions you can't have one without the other 
recent studies reflect recent changes in how we think about thinking. They move us from disembodied cognition, this idea of thinking happening only in the three pounds of gray matter tucked between the ears, to embodied cognition, where we see thinking for what it really is, an integrated whole system experience. The body, the gut, the senses, the immune system, the lymphatic system, explained embodied cognition expert in University of Winchester, Imperatus Professor Guy Claxton to New York Magazine, are so instantaneously and complicatedly interacting that you cannot draw a line across the neck and say above this line is smart and below this line is menial. We can shift posture, breathing, facial expression, flexibility and balance are a way to tune our states of consciousness, altered or otherwise. We don't have to process everything first and foremost through our psychology. We can flip the script entirely and change our experience without having to think much at all. Ecstasies only arises when attention is fully focused in the present moment. In meditation, for example, the reason why you follow your breath is to ride its rhythm right into the now. Psychedelics overwhelm the senses with data, throwing so much information at us per second that paying attention to anything else becomes impossible. And for action and adventure athletes seeking flow, risk serves the same function. When a man knows he is to be hanged in the morning, Samuel Jackson once remarked, it concentrates his mind wonderfully. Once information technology became perceptual, as in the case of non-ordinary states, the cycle starting up utopian and democratic and ending up centralized and hegemonic becomes even more powerful. Our mind becomes the platform. The thug-of-war between access and control becomes a battle for cognitive liberty. And while nation-states have consistently sought to regulate external chemicals that shape consciousness, what happens when they attempt to regulate internal neurochemistry? And if that sounds far-fetched, consider that elite athletes already submit biological passports to World Anti-Doping Agency to confirm their unique baselines of hormones, blood profiles and neurochemicals. If they fluctuate from the baseline without official permission, they're penalized and even brought up on criminal charges. Much in the same way that regimes used to declare certain books submersive. It's not too much of a stretch to imagine a government declaring certain brain chemistry submersive. A telltale combination of neurotransmitters coursing through your bloodstream could be enough to get put on a watch list or worse. So while it is tempting to herald the four forces as a development that is going to unlock ecstasies for the masses, we would be naive to think that a persistent historical pattern the battle for control of the master switch will not apply this time around. At the tail end of the 20th century, we started moving from the selling of ideas, the so-called information economy, 
towards the selling of feelings, of, or what author Alden Tuffler calls the experience economy. This is why retail shops started to look like theme parks. Like, instead of stocking ammo you know, in, on their stockings, in, like in Walmart, Cabela's turned their stores into a hunter's paradise. A big game of mountains, fox, mountain sides, and giant aquariums. It is how Starbucks can charge $4 for a 50-cent cup of coffee because they're providing that cozy third place between work and home. Games are a multi-billion dollar industry that employ the best neuroscientists and behavioral psychologists to make them as addicting as possible. Nicolas Cardaras, one of the country's top addiction specialists, recently explained to Vice the developers strapped beta testing teams with galvanic skin responses, EKGs, and blood pressure gauges. If the game doesn't spike their blood pressure to 180 over 140, they go back and tweak the game to have it more of an adrenaline rush effect. Video games raise dopamine to the same degree that sex does and almost as much as cocaine does. So this combo of adrenaline and dopamine is a potent one-two punch with regard to addiction. Armed with knowledge of our deepest longings and an understanding of exactly how to prime them, large corporations are at a distinct advantage in the influence game. The same way the Google Taylor searches based on our past histories and targeted ads follow us around the internet until we buy, we are entering an era where our cravings for transcendence can be used to co-op our decision-making. The notion that hard work and persistence in the face of struggle may have a role in all of this often gets lost. In 2014, Ryan Holiday released a best-selling book on exactly this subject, The Obstacle is the Way. It offered an update to the Roman Stoic Marcus Aurelius's claim that the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And this is certainly true for the ecstatic way. All the effortless effort takes a lot of work so that the hard thing and the rest becomes much easier. Enjoy the state, but be sure to do the work. And no matter how tempting it is, do not become a bliss junkie. It's not about you. It's not about how to help us ego inflation and time distortion while don't becoming a bliss junkie and don't diving too deep ensures we don't get seduced by the sensation and information that arise in altered states. So how to pursue this path without getting hooked on this high? Step one, list everything you love to do or that you like to do that gets you out of your head. Step two, use the ecstasy's equation, times time reward over risk to rank, length, rank the risk for value. Step three, sort your activities into one of five buckets, daily, weekly, monthly, seasonally, or annually. Step four, research shows we're more likely to keep habits that are tied to cultural milestones. Step five, lastly, remember, you are playing with an addictive neural chemistry and deeply rooted evolutionary drives. So as you practice, 
start building momentum, how do you know if you're pursuing a deliberate path or becoming a bliss junkie? Short answer, you don't. Please, do help out. It is easy, simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date and the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.